you're listening to Press Start to Continue on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM, Northampton, Massachusetts.
everyone. That was Ebb and Flow from VR DDR Kirby from the game Bitstream, and you're listening to Press Start to Continue, your two full hours of video game remixes and some nerdcore hip-hop. Some. Today. Uh, before that, we heard Do Yoshi What I See. Uh, it's from Super Mario World to Yoshi's Island, uh, God's Greatest Gift to Man. Anybody disagreeing? I'm not hearing anybody. Cool. Uh, and that was by Flexstyle and from the album Super Cartography Brothers from Overclock Remix. I'll tell you about that more in a bit. And we start off with Tao is Taukata from 3R2 from Blaze Blue. Now, I love getting requests. Uh, I don't I don't broadcast live. I pre-record, but I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at pressstart at valleyfreeradio.org. Uh, you can tweet at me at pressstartvfr. Go on Facebook, facebook.com slash start to continue. And uh, you can go to starttocontinue.com uh, and there you'll find past shows and also a contact page. So you'll be able to let me know what games, what what's your favorite game that you want to hear some remixes from. Uh, me, sometimes I can find a specific level. Uh, do you want to hear any new music from a particular artist, the nerdcore artist, anything like that? Let me know. Um, mostly, tweeting is good at Press Start VFR. Anyway, uh, let's keep going. This is exploration from Donkey Kong Country 3. It's by Mono Brow.
Mom, how about this game? What's it rated? Uh, huh. let's see. Tea for teen with violence and suggestive themes? Uh, no. Video games are fun, but not all games are right for all players. Look for the rating symbol and content descriptors and read the rating summaries that tell you what's actually in the game. <sighs> this one better? Huh, much. For more information about ratings and rating summaries, visit ESRB.org. Hi, this is Blue Streak. The show with BS is coming up at 11 p.m. But first, press start to continue right here on 103.3 FM LP, WXOJ, Northampton, Massachusetts. Uh, I don't know, Sonic for Sal. So this is Sonic for Sal. Uh, esta es una canción de Sonic para Sal. Maldito sea, Sal. No hablaste. There you go. <laughs> If it wasn't Sonic for Sal, I feel like an a-hole. Yay. This is Sonic for Sal.
done a Sonic for Cell in a while. That was Feature Crystalline Lumosity. Uh, it's featuring Level 99 and it's by Lady Wildfire from Sonic CD Temporal Duality from Overclock Remix. Now, this uh, disc is really interesting. It's a double disc and each one uh, remixes a song from, the, from Sonic CD. But Sonic CD had a different soundtrack from Japan and America, so they remix both. It's really, really great, and it has one of the some really great um, nerdcore. How did I forget nerdcore? Also, I just want to say I pronounced Future Crystalline Lumosity perfectly. Before that was Exploration uh, by Monobrow uh, from Donkey Kong Country 3. Now, I got this great new album just the other day and I want I know I did it wasn't on the playlist but I wanted to put it in um it's called piano collections uh Pokemon and it's by uh Trevor Allen uh Gomes and it's put out by uh Materia Collective it's really wonderful I am a complete sucker complete sucker for piano remixes or basically any remix where it's a it's a live instrument so i wanted to put together a small set with that but this is the pokemon center theme um by uh trevor allen gomes and the best thing about this album is he he put out uh four different covers so there's one for green red yellow and blue and obviously it got green because that's the best you know the best starter Anybody disagree? No? Man, I am on it tonight. I I am completely right all the time. Nobody is disagreeing with me at all. So anyway, Pokemon Center by Trevor, uh, Trevor Allen Combs from Piano Collections Pokemon.
this is video game composer and creator of Video Games Live, Tommy Tellerico, and you are listening to Press Start to Continue on Valley Free Radio.
Did I say piano? I also make guitar. That was When the Smoke Clears by Jeffrey Tosser from Zeno Gears. Before that, Sunrise Over the Silver City by JDaster64 from Kirby Canvas Curse, which I really... I keep forgetting how much I like that game. It was so off the wall, I guess. Is that a pun? Doesn't matter. Uh, before that was You, you Gonna Get Whipped by Shu, and that is from Castlevania. We start off with Pokemon Center by Trevor Allen Gomes from the album Piano Collections Pokemon Green. Uh, I also chose Pokemon Center because out of all the themes, that's the one I always find myself humming. <laughs> Love that song. Anyway, uh, I don't want to take up too much time. I have a few more that I want to play, so let's keep going. This is Aggressive Blue Magic by Hal C from Final Fantasy VII Balance and Ruin. You're listening to Press Start to Continue.
and that was PMS by Kate Triton. From Parasite Eve, before that was Lunar Phase by Garoad. Garoad? Garoad? That's from the game Silver Case, uh, and we started off with Aggressive Blue Magic from Hal C. From the album Final Fantasy VII, Balance and Ruin, we just have time for a couple more. I wanted to end it w in this section with something light, and then we can go into some nerdcore and some interviews next hour. So this is Animal Crossing uh, New Leaf. The song is called Morning Jazz and is by AJ Despirito. And we're going to end up on Dreamtime from Chrono Trigger. It's by E. Bison from the album Esther's Dreams. Go to ocremix.org and listen to all this stuff. And stay tuned. We got some nerdcore, we got some chiptunes, and a great conversation with Schematist, aka Cal Warner. So you're listening to Press Start to Continue on Valley Free Radio. Thank you. 
Hey kids, it's Archimedes and Damn It Dave from Poppy Geekery. And what are we listening to, Dave? Where are we? <laughs> Sorry, long pause there. I didn't know you, you got to point to me. You have to like slap point me or something. Point to you. I said, we're going to do this. Is that okay? And you're like, yeah, that's fine. I did that and then you didn't do anything. <laughs> hey kids. What time is it? Sorry. <laughs> hey kids. It's Archie and Dave from Poppy Geekery. Where are we at, Dave? We're in Northampton. Listening. <laughs> it was so easy. It was so easy. It was so easy. It was, it's written on paper for him. It's written oh on paper. Oh my god. Oh my god. Fire away. I'm ready. Go. Go. Okay. You sure? Go, Arch. All right. You can do it. <laughs> I can do it. Hey, kids. It's Archie and Dave from Pothby Geekery. What are we doing, Dave? You're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJ 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Very good. <laughs> hey, what's going on? This is DJ Nick, and you're listening to Press Start to Continue on Valley Free Radio, WXOJ LP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Let's start the show. Happens everywhere, coast to coast. I'm talking about that con, like, yeah. I got a delicate bounce between what I do for pay and what I do for play. Which would I choose? I don't think that I could say. Sometimes I feel a little two-faced knowing I go two ways. I'm just trying to defy all odds like Doug Fuday. Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. I'm trying to strive to the weekend when the con is mine. Pack up my bags, ready, get set, go. Gotta catch my plane, it's time to jet set, yo. From coast to coast and con to con. Like packs to MacFest to CGF's what we on. Free play, arcades, all slaying. Street Fighter, Walter Beast, I can stay all day. I wish I could game time or even save time But like an Apple Watch, I gotta show a little face time So for a great time and chilling at the same time Get the squad together and get faded with some green wine and say bye Now let me see your hands if you got that kind of life Yeah, you heard me, I ain't gonna ask twice Put them up, put them up, put them up, put them up Let me hear your war, let me see that cosplay Shout out to the crowd, our hidden trove and enclave Put them up, put them up, put them up party never stopped me, man. I'll be damned. Pop some ibuprofen and toss back some coffee, fam. Seriously faded. Gone like Vader. Had to let my force awaken several years later. Looked at the scotch and said, well played. Killed me last night, but now I'm back to life like Edo Sensei. Hit the vendor floor. It's where I spend the core amount of my time and my money. And in the end, I'm But I'm rich in the memories of hanging with my homies. Meeting cool cats who never would've known me. Keeping on schedule, man. That's half the battle. Right now, I'm sure I'm late to my own damn panel. So I kick back a Red Bull. Now I got wings. Hello, I'm here to talk to you about raps and things Since you're here, come and kick it with the NPCs If you chill, we don't care about who you be Yo, let me see your hands if you about that kind of life Yeah, you heard me, I ain't gonna ask twice Put them up, put them up, put them up, put them up Let me hear your war, let me see that cosplay Shout out to the con, our hidden trove and enclave Put them up, put them up, put them up, put them up I'm on stage, you know we mobbing, man. NPC Collective, that's my mobbing fam. Back then they had to laugh through a lot of hands. Now we're the ones laughing out here with a lot of fans. One thing I can say is I'm definitely not jaded, but it's the last night, so I'm definitely faded. 
all they be doing now is flopping on their couch, man. But the con life is awesome. I can vouch, man. We definitely made it. Could be rainy, but we over here. It's prime entertainment. All my life I have waited for the hip hop nerds watching metal shred. Then rocking DDR with some metal heads. On the final day, seeks what I lack. And the first thing I think when I leave is when will I be back? Cause the con is the place. Don't care what you heard. It belongs to us all. Yeah, like millions of nerds. Yo, let me see your hands if you got that con life. Yeah, you heard me. I ain't gonna ask twice. Put them up, put them up, put them up, put them up. Let me hear your war, let me see that cosplay. Shout out to the con, our hidden trove and enclave. Put them up, put them up, put them up, put them up. This is dedicated to all you crazy MFers that I'll be seeing at every single time. Doesn't matter if I'm East Coast, West Coast, down with the dirty South. That's a ludicrous reference.
plastic and I'm still alive While you're dying I'll be still alive And when you're dead I will be still alive Still alive Still alive That was Still Alive by Vera FX Before that was Pack Marks by Crayon Droids And we started off with Con Life by Creative Mindframe, aka 1UP, and you are listening to Press Start to Continue. This is two full hours of video game remixes and nerdcore hip-hop, well, one nerdcore hip-hop song. Con Life is really awesome. I really wanted to play it because, specifically, I'm in it. Yes, I am. I say hey a few times, and I think I was on key the whole time. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to get Creative Mindframe on the show uh, at some point soon. But speaking of interviews, I got one right now. It's with Schematis, the creator of Anareal. Um, I won't go really into describing the album right now because we have a great conversation about how he created it, um, how he writes music, how he got into music. Um, and if you want to hear the full full version go to start to continue.com click interviews and i have all of the uncut versions of my uh of my interviews up on there um we play some cuts from the album and it's i just really love it so uh without further ado this is my interview with schematist welcome to no that's stupid <laughs> <laughs> i'm here with cal uh warner um, Calvert Warner, uh, aka Schematist. Thank you for coming on Press Start to Continue. Oh, thanks for having me. It was it's really cool to talk to you because uh, sometimes I get to talk to nerdcore artists and or like composers, but uh, I've I've never talked to someone that does um, like a concept album like this before. <laughs> so I was super excited about it. Oh, uh, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a really it's a really great thing. Um, before we get started. Uh, I do want to make sure to say uh, the the album is called Anna Real, and <laughs> it is uh, what was the I can't remember the the actual description. It, it's um it it's basically describing uh, a woman's journey um, surviving uh, child abuse. Is that is that correct? Yeah. Okay. That's right. So if anybody's listening and that seems that might be a trigger point for you, I just want to let you know that it the interview is going to go from now until the end of the show. So um, if if talking about child abuse or uh, or the feelings or the situation surrounding that isn't really something that you want to go into, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> I'll talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sk- can you di- can you tell me what where you got schematist from? Yeah, that's a funny one. Like, so I, I, don't, I at one point in time, I think I I didn't really have a musician name. I just had like this YouTube account that I, everyone kind of generically has. It was like Crimson Azure something something. It had nothing to do with my music at all. But then I thought about it for a while. I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to make this a brand. I, I want to make this a thing. And I want to have something that kind of captures my personality. Mm-hmm. And I want it to relate to who I am as, as, as like an individual and relate to my habits. So schematis came from the word scheming or a schemer. Like back then, and I still am even today, I was a huge fan of fighting games. Mm-hmm. And in fighting games in particular, I always tended to like play 
a really low tier character, someone who's just not as good as the rest of the cast. But I would <laughs> yeah. work. And the only reason why I would win is because I would like really outplay and like kind of think way ahead in, in advance of what the other person wanted to do. So even though I had to work extra hard, I, I still had gotten these victories quite a bit. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go with schematics. It's the approach I take to everything. I always try to have some kind of plan. I'm always scheming something before I go in to do something. It could be a negative thing as well because I always try to have like the solutions mapped out. And then when <laughs> something doesn't go right, I get super anxious and frustrated. I'm like, oh, what do I do now? But that's basically where it came from. Just like the idea of scheming an idea or like hatching a plan. <laughs> so that's really that's really cool. So um, when did you start using that name? Like uh, um, how, how long ago did you start really getting into making music and trying to build that brand? I think it really was about five years at this point. It's like maybe even a little bit less than that, but it's, it's it gets really muddy because I've been playing the piano for a while. I've been playing the piano for about 10 years, and I remember when I was really interested in starting to build my own tracks, I was using Sibelius at the time, mm -hmm. and I was really good at that program because I, I didn't really understand writing music with notation it was something that i never was learned i never learned how to do it so i just completely shoved that away and then i ended up with something called anvil studio which was freeware and it wasn't the best program but it was still getting me comfortable with writing and then i finally went to reason because everyone was using reason at the time and then I, I don't know i felt like it was too complicated and then next thing you know i, I heard of fl studio and then that's where i stood and I think that was really the five-year window because once I got FL Studio, I stuck with it and I got really, really serious. At first, it was like kind of like a joke. And then over time, I was just like, wait a minute, this program is actually really good. It was beginner-friendly. The interface was nice. It wasn't too intimidating. And I just stuck with it. And then out of nowhere, one one guy asked me, how much do I charge? And I didn't even put out my, my business like that in order to make money. But someone assumed that I did, and I realized at that point that I really have to take this a little step further. That's really and, so. Someone just came up to you like, "Can I give you money?" Yeah, it was like <laughs> I had a bunch of tracks up there, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm making an RPG. Like, how much do you charge?" And I was like, "Oh, okay, I got to do this now." So that's that's that story. And then at that point, it's been definitely five years. Yeah. So um, wait. So someone was that someone that was making a game, and they wanted you to do the soundtrack. Yeah. What what game yeah. was that? Oh, man. So this is the horror story. I mean, it didn't get finished, but <laughs> I think it happens a lot. And it truthfully does happen a lot, mm -hmm. but it wasn't... It was uh, called... Oh, boy. Oh, man. The End of the Fallacy. And it was an RPG Maker game. And we had, like, a large cast of people on it. We had, like, two other composers besides me. We had one of the voice actors um, from... What, it was like a, what was the name of that show? It's you know Dragon Ball Z a bridge series? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we had we had one of the voice actors from there on the game and oh, I really? honestly yeah, we were it was going well. I I even still today at this moment don't know exactly what caused the project to stop. Mm. I don't know what it, it really was. I think it was a, a internal dispute because I heard from some other people in the group that like, hey, I don't know how I felt about this, and I don't know how I felt about that. But then out of nowhere, it was like, you know what? We're not doing this anymore. Wow. And and so all the tracks that I had written for that are still stored on my hard drive, collecting dust. Uh, <laughs> and you can't, and it's for that game, so you can't like just release it on, release them on on their own or anything like that. 
oh no they're gonna get released oh okay they're gonna get released (laughs) oh no 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 (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna i'll probably you know just have them there for like um truthfully what i was thinking of doing was just having them available for free for any kind of like content creators like if someone just wanted to make a quick rpg game or wanted to get experience with it and they wanted more of a, a sound palette i was gonna just put them out there for free download but I'm just trying to work out the logistics of that. I just want to make sure that it's actually a good idea yeah. and I'm not going to get, like, you know, screwed over by some kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I think, but I'm, I'm, I'm about that. Like, I, I don't want it to go to waste. And I think that some people might like it, you know? You have done a bunch of other projects. Just just looking at your band camp, which is Schematis, so that's C-H-S-C-H-E-M-A-T-I-S-T. Bandcamp.com. On your Bandcamp, uh, I see uh, VG Remix Level 1, Neon Arcade, Submarine Wars. Um, What is... Can you describe Submarine Wars? Like... um... Oh, man. That takes me to a dark history. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. Well... It just seems like uh, like an interesting name, honestly. (laughs) So what was... What was going on there? (laughs) It was a game for the Ouya. Do you remember the Ouya? Oh, my God. I don't think anyone talks about that anymore. No, nobody talks about that anymore. <laughs> that's that's gone the way of the Phantom. Jesus. Yeah, it's just really sad because I wanted to to have faith in it. It just didn't really do its thing. Yeah, me too. And um, it, yeah, so you know, putting it bluntly, the game was basically never played by anyone ever. And then <laughs> I uh, actually lost contact with the developers of the game i forget what happened specifically but we just kind of went separate ways it was a very awkward disbanding mm. and um again i didn't want those tracks to go to waste so i just put them up there i'm like you know what look <laughs> no one's gonna play this but you can at least listen to it and maybe you might appreciate it maybe you won't it's okay but for my own like sanity <laughs> i was so tired of that happening where like i'll, I'll work on us on the soundtrack and then it's just like nothing just uh, nothing but it happens a lot yeah so you, have, you have to get used to that for sure and as with all creative projects like something something goes wrong or someone one of the per- people gets like a, a new job or something like that <laughs> they have to move or something or ran- yeah, something yeah. random so yeah that makes sense you said that you um started off with uh playing piano uh, that was your was that your first instrument? No, my first instrument was uh, the clarinet. Oh, really? Yeah, I played the clarinet in middle school. I I thought I was good at it. I felt <laughs> like I was good at it. You know how we all are, right? As oh, kids, totally. like we, you know. And so what what I tried to do was get one for my house because it was at school only. Mm. Like I was part of the band crew, and then I was like, Mom, Dad, I'm really good at this clarinet. I can read music at the time, and I was like really getting it. And they didn't believe me, of course, because they'd never heard me play. <laughs> So they never got me the clarinet. And I went years and years and years without any, like, musical instrument. And then I asked for the piano one Christmas, and they were like, yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) So I guess they just had something against the clarinet. I... (laughs) There will be no woodwinds in this house, young man. (laughs) That's a good point. I I honestly, I couldn't even tell you what it was, but... They were very okay with a Casio keyboard, and I think it, it probably was because I could plug headphones into it. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so that's that was that. Just thinking, like, one of them had a bad experience with an oboe. Just never got <laughs> over it. <laughs> there will be none of that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so you started with a piano, but um, when did you make the transition into making game music? 
Um, it was so it's kind of like a little bit of both. So when I got the piano, the first thing I started doing was learning video game music because that's that's what I felt. That's when I felt I knew how to play, right? Because mm-hmm. if I could play a game song that I was familiar with already, I knew I was playing it right because I knew what the, the song sounded like. I knew the tempo of it. There was no way I was going to make a mistake and I could hear the mistake if it happened. So I played a ton, a ton of video game stuff. And at the time, YouTube was becoming really big. So you could just Google like how to play Super Mario theme song, how to play Donkey Kong, how to play Zelda. And it was always there. And it would be like 20 videos on the same thing. And I honestly, I just started writing down the notes and I practiced for hours and hours and hours until it it became a thing. But when it got to the point where I was like, wow, I want to start really, really writing music that people can hear in game. That was a different transition. And that came way later. Maybe like, I forget, maybe when I was in college about Mm -hmm. when Street Fighter 2 Turbo came out and Overclock Remix did the soundtrack for it. That was the biggest like push for me because that was the first time when I saw people not from Japan creating video game music, right? There are people from the Bronx, there are people from Philadelphia, from California, and I was thinking, wow, composers are everywhere. They're not just localized in Japan, where all my favorites are, but they're right here in my backyard, so I can definitely do this. And I think that's that's gonna have to have happened sometime toward my senior year of college I think or my junior year of college I was getting experience with it but then it really took off after I graduated after I graduated college like when I was out into the job market and everything I was really pushing it and so I was freelancing while I was working a nine-to-five what were you uh how were you pushing it like um what like did you were just like emailing a bunch of game developers or um just putting just putting free tracks like everywhere you could or uh, dropping your mixtape into McDonald's Happy Meals or something? Or... <laughs> so, you know what? The marketing part is very hard. And I'm not going to, like, sugarcoat it. It's, like, super crazy because there's so much competition. Mm. Competition's ridiculous. So I I made tutorial videos on YouTube to start building a presence on social media. And I honestly didn't push in aggressive ways. I, I tried that at first, like soliciting, like, hey, here's my portfolio. Do you want to work with me? That never worked for me. I think it worked once. And then every other time it didn't. Like, I literally started just talking to people, mostly via Twitter. And like, hey, I'm working on a soundtrack for this, da, da, da. If anyone needs music, yeah, feel free to hit me up. And sometimes people jump in and they just started messaging me in my private messages and I was fine with that. So it, it, this way it took pressure off of me. I didn't feel like I had to go chase anybody. And every time I did chase people, it just seemed like I was being that guy. Like I was being a little too pushy, right. a little too desperate. But if you were to just kind of calm back and just like work on your portfolio and just make um, a safety net for when people find you, they they would want to work with you. That's what I was basically doing. So it, it was good for a while because I was getting a lot of hits out of nowhere and I don't know why but it was just happening and I just did I didn't say no to anybody whoever (laughs) I was so big on just building a portfolio at that point I was like you know I want to start getting experience and I I had to make my mistakes Mm -hmm. and I, I made a few of them and it's okay I made a couple of couple of mistakes right like accidentally breaking like like agreements and stuff like that I was like oh can't do that you know just things like sharing a song before the game comes out like i didn't know any better else yeah i'm I'm terrible at this and then once you figure it out and once you have that happen and and you get your you know you get your stripes everything gets to a nice comfortable zone and then you're kind of smooth sailing that's awesome um yeah other than 
uh, before we go into the actual album, other than um, Anna, Anna Real, Anna Real, uh-huh. I keep Anna. doing that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are there? Can you talk about any other projects that you're working on, like any other games that you're working on right now, or is this is this has this taken up like the bulk of your time over the past like, uh... recently? I think Adderall was was a big project, but, you know, I'd never stop. I, I always, like, I'm kind of crazy, and I think it's because every time I finish a project, I feel like I need to start the next one right away. Mm. So I'm actually on two games right now. I'm working on Last Line of Retreat, and I'm working on um, Fiction Sphere. Um, and both games I love to death. They're very vastly different from one another. Fiction Sphere is more of a Mega Man-esque beat-em-up mm-hmm. slash shooter kind of a game. Very retro, very Super Nintendo feeling, with a little bit of more modern elements blended into it. And then Last Line of Retreat is way more retro, pixel-based. Pixel the soundtrack is going to reflect that. It's going to be a lot of retro-sounding instruments and really fast-paced, bouncy stuff. And it's it's really simple premise. You just kind of like shoot your way down, and there's a lava coming from the top, and you've got to get to the bottom before it gets to you, and you just got to keep going and keep going. You get power-ups along the way. Very fun, quick-to-play stuff. Cool. That's basically it for the game projects. As for like music projects, I, I, I think that the only thing I'm really working on is like growing my own podcast. Like in a sense, like not like a big podcast, but I started a little series where I just talk about comp- composing and like the the horror stories, the fun stories, and the things that we all have have questions about, mm-hmm. and just try to talk to the people who are like new to it or who maybe have some experience who, is, who are willing to share just to build like more of a community where it's like a safe space basically. Hmm. So no, you know, like, you know, cause I, I mean, mu- musicians do have an ego and I think that sometimes it can be more dangerous than positive. And I just want to create a spot where the ego was gone. We were just like talking person to person, not trying to overshadow anybody. Hmm. And I think that's important. I, t- I mean, so where, where can people find that, that podcast? Oh, it's on my YouTube page. It's just on YouTube? Okay. Um, well, just so everybody knows, if you're listening to this on on the radio or a podcast that on the website when it goes up, um, all of these links will be on the page uh, below the below this and on the show notes if you're listening on podcasts. So uh, check them out, definitely. Um, but the what I really want to talk to you about is Anna Real. Um, uh-huh. So this project is. Could you could you explain it better than me? <laughs> like what is? Because I'm really like it's a thing about a thing. And I'm, y- y-. It's a thing. <laughs> so well, uh, it's a, okay. So I guess background story to how it even like became a thing. Um, once once I was getting to freelancing, there were a group of students in college who wanted me to write music for the game. And I'll never forget it because they didn't really have a lot of money, mm-hmm. but I, I knew I couldn't do it completely for free. So I gave it to them for a steal. I was like, hey, look, I'll write your your music and all you have to do is pay me $7 per minute, which is like unheard of. It's like completely unheard of. $7 per minute is like the biggest robbery fest you can think <laughs> of. So they were like, oh, my God, Absolutely. And so I finished it, but the game never got made. I think one of the guys got really sick. Mm. And so what happened was he recommended me to someone else, who is Jessica Fong, who was the person I, I modeled the album after. And she was creating a game at the time. And it's still getting created, um, just under different creative eyes at the moment. And I had so much respect for her because I felt like that was the first time I was stepping into a really 
really professional game development team. Mm. And I was seeing what went on like in front of the cameras and behind the cameras. I, I, I mean, you know how people tend to look at the success and not see what, what happens behind it. Yeah. Not see like the nights people are like pounding their head against the wall. And I and I saw all of that and like that just gave me so much more respect. And she was very candid about her experiences and it was just it was completely inspirational. So I had to make Anna Real. So it was basically the story of um like kind of a figurative life and death, like or or death to rebirth symbolism kind of a thing, right? So she's she's happy and then she suffered what she went through with child abuse and then now became a better person at the end of it instead of falling prey to it. And I wanted to do that in an audio storytelling form. So basically, Anna Real is just a project of melodic storytelling, if that if that kind of makes sense yeah, a little definitely. bit. Yeah, um, definitely. And I wanted to... Let's hear um, one of the tracks. This is called Recovery, uh, and it's featuring Carmen Lookshire. Can you can you tell me anything about this this track? Um, yeah, so first first and foremost, Carmen is excellent. I we were we were went to the same college and we were in the same group of friends, but we didn't really hang out all the time. And I knew she was a musician, but we didn't really connect until maybe four years after graduation, which was which was excellent. I told her what this track was gonna be and what it symbolized. I didn't tell her what to say. I didn't tell her what to like what to write. I just said, listen, Carmen, this is what I want this track to 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 convey to all the listeners. What can you do with it? And she knocked it out of the park. Well, before, so recovery. Uh, before you go into that, let's actually let's actually listen to it before um, so people can try to guess like what what the track is about. <laughs> so uh, this is recovery by Schematis. It's from Anna Real.
Listening to press start to continue. That was Recovery by uh, Schematis, who I'm talking to right now, uh, and that is featuring Carmen Lookshire. And you, before you were saying that, uh, you told her what the track was going to be about and just to do her own thing, just to write whatever mm-hmm. came to mind, basically. Right. Yeah. And like I, you know, I was asking her like, um, what do you think about it? And she said that she wasn't a songwriter. And I honestly don't believe her after she finished Recovery. Seriously? I don't believe her at all. She definitely is because Recovery was basically meant to symbolize and show the the intimate thoughts of someone who's suffering from depression currently. And it was the second track on the album on purpose because the first track, Fragments, really was to symbolize the happy moments of childhood, the, the happier times. Yeah. And then Recovery kind of jumps in to the, to the darkest areas that, that are untouched and Carmen killed it. Carmen was very, very on it, and I didn't, I didn't coach her at all on any lyrics, but I think she felt the music and she felt which way it was going, and then she felt when it was sad and she felt when it was happy, and she uh, just did an, ex- an amazing job. And I feel like she needs to work with me again. Hint, hint, Carmen. <laughs> if you're listening, Carmen, you'd get get with this guy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so sure. can you describe like so recovery is about um not not just going through depression but like coming trying to to work your way through it absolutely and it's just like i don't know it it, it was it felt right to me because i know that it's for for example like there's there are people that i talk to on a daily basis who suffer from depression and I don't know, I don't want to put them, I'm not going to say their names or anything, but a lot of them feel like they can't talk about it. Mm. And I don't know why. You know what I mean? Because I think mental health is is real, but they feel it's not exactly a safe zone. And maybe maybe I understand. Maybe, maybe it could be fear of ostracism or something like that. Or maybe they feel like people might not be as supportive or understanding. And I want to kind of blow the lid off of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is real. 
and it happens and we it's something we should probably deal with yeah well anybody i mean it's just on that um anybody that's listening that might be dealing with depression or uh, might know someone with depression uh one of the, the important things to remember is that this is it's for the most part it's like an invisible illness so you see someone limping and you say okay they hurt themselves like in in the past and they have to deal with that and but you see someone that has depression you don't see anything so it's not as it's not a thing that as is as accepted in 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 let's say normal society (laughs) you know so um it's good to like like some a track especially a track like this or projects like this it's really it's really good to shine a light on that just because a, a lot of people have depression and a lot of people have to deal with that um and it's it should be more okay let's say to talk yep. about it so anyway soapbox um <laughs> so that was recovery but how did the album get get its name? I see that that's the also the name of the last track, also featuring Carmen. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, the the name Anna Real, it's it when I heard it, it didn't really seem to to fit. Like I didn't know how it would it it went into the into the rest of the theme. So how did you come come about that theme or that title? So Anna Real is actually not the name that I created. It's actually the artist's name. So Jessica Fong is the project lead, and she's also a, a freelance artist. Mm-hmm. So her her tag is Anareal, and I asked her about it because I was curious too. It had like a, an interesting name to it. And she said that it actually came from when she was in high school. When people used to see her work and ask her about it, she would describe it as being anarealistic. And that's because at the time she didn't know that it was officially called stylistic realism Mm -hmm. but she called it anarealistic or it's anareal which is like a fusion of anime and fantasy mixed with realism and to me that was that's pretty cool but but beyond that it's like you know it's it's a couple of things like when you animate something you bring it to life you take something that's fake and you make it have real realistic qualities like having having a a heartbeat basically right so i I wanted to kind of play on that like you know what this could definitely be it so anareal is really the the self-actualization process it's it's when you you take yourself from feeling down or completely at a loss or completely like like removed and then just coming into your own self and and just realizing who you are what you need to do and just not caring about what other people say about you and just being you completely animated brought to life cool that that makes more sense then (laughs) (laughs) uh so when you when you first did so did she approach you or did you approach her about this and how did because uh, i'm sure she's very she's clearly very open about about what she what she's gone through um uh, in her life so did did she did she have the idea or, or how did you approach her um so this is actually the the scary part so yes yeah, she has been fairly open about it and she has uh talked about it in vlogs and and online articles and and things of that nature and i never wanted to share anything that she didn't already share herself or things that i felt that she should talk about herself but the the, the dark side is i honestly did not ask for permission which i probably should have oh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
But the good news is she wasn't mad about it. She actually really was appreciative of it. She did like it. She thought it was a very a very kind thing to do. And I, I, th- I feel like it was a it was a potential blow up. But I felt <laughs> like I had to do it, right? Because of just like the amount of respect that I had and I felt like my heart was there, it, it had to be done. That's where I found myself. And uh, I was hoping that it, she would have been okay with it. And I'm glad she was because I felt like I put a lot of my energy into that. Did you, <laughs> did you add, did, did she find out like after you released it or? <laughs> it was like, oh man. Did you, it's... were you like all basically almost done with the. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, it's hilarious. Um, I was getting concept art done by Genzo man. Cause I loved his work. And is that who did the album cover? Yeah. And, uh, I, I was showing her the concepts like before it, it, we even got anywhere near finalized. And I was like, hey, Jess, funny story. <laughs> like out of these concepts, which one do you like? And like, you know, so I used <laughs> oh, no. the one that she picked and like he finalized it. And at the end of the day, it was just like, you know, I, oh, my God, it was a complete twist. But <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> it worked out. I'm going to say it worked out. Um, there's another track that I that uh, we wanted to get to. Um, Ghost Helix. Uh, Mm -hmm. so, um, let's just listen to that now. We can talk about that after. This is Ghost Helix again by Schematist, uh, from, uh, Anna Real.
Ghost Helix by Schematist uh, from Anareal, and I am uh, talking to Schematist, a.k.a. Cal. Um, mm-hmm. And thank you again for coming on the show. Uh, so can you tell me about Ghost Helix? Like, what's what in the journey of uh, recovering from um, child abuse? Where Where does that fit in? Okay, so like, you know, so the whole album is like an autobiographical approach. So, yeah, it's I can't really go too far into detail, but over the time, you know, working with Jess on her project, she she started opening up more and more about like her family dynamics. And so Ghost Helix is really just describing the the relationship she has with her sister, mm. which I thought was beautiful, right? Yeah. Now, I I don't know if you have a sibling or not. I mean, I have two. I have a brother and a sister. I do. And they're both older than me. And I don't know, in in some cases, like, and I hope this is the case, that you get along with your sibling, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, so, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't get along very well with my brother, right? Mm -hmm. I wish I did, but I don't. But I get along very well with my sister. So even though she's, like, very, like, critical of me and everything like that, we still love each other. It's very obvious. (laughs) And I think Ghost Helix is really the, the, the track that's, like, highlighting the... The, sim- the symbiotic kind of synergetic relationship that Jess has. Like, they have fights, I get it, mm-hmm. but they love each other. And it's it's important to just make that distinction. Like, yeah, you can argue here and there. Things are not going to be well all the time. But at the end of the day, we're family. And, you know, I wanted to highlight that. And I did it with, like, very, very subtle instrumentation. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was kind of upbeat at, at some points, just to show the, the, the higher frequency side of things, like the love. But then... Also, it has got that little metal, the mellow tone coming in from the beginning to the middle. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. that, that that duality that was really interesting, uh, yeah. it, like that that undercurrent through the track, the hints of the the metal, like like you were saying. And that's Ghost Helix in a nutshell. I mean, partially, like I, the reason for promoting it so heavily is because the proceeds will be going to the New York Center for Children in New York City, where they help children deal with. Um, anything from abuse to abandonment and because Jess was frequently advocating for for this for this um for donations over there in California I wanted to do something on the New York side I feel like to do something a little bit more local and be a part of my community at the same time by contributing to a good cause and that's that's basically what's going on with this album as well that's great. And um, like I said at the beginning, if you go to schematist.bandcamp.com, that's going to be linked below the below uh, the show in the show notes. Um, then there's going to be a link to that, too, uh, to that to that foundation. Um, but Anna Real is on Bandcamp. It's it's five bucks and it goes to a great to a great cause. So I think that's really I think that's a, a good place to to go out on. Do you have anything else that you'd like to to talk about the about the album before before we go into Sentinel? Um, uh, I think you know I think it's pretty good. I, I think the last track Anareal really is just gonna sum everything up, and it's gonna wh- whoever is listening to it is gonna hear where Jess is now. Mm-hmm. And honestly, you know, spoiler alert, she's in a very good place. She just <laughs> she just found her her own studio at Lonely Egg Studio. Um and it's looking fantastic. So I, if anything, I'll see if I can give you that link as well, so you That'd can include great. it there. With, of course, no problem. All right. So thanks so much for being on the 
for being on for, bleh, for being on press start to continue. This is uh, we're talking about Anareel, uh, which is a great. Um, it follows the the journey of someone uh, going through uh, uh, depression and dealing with um, the fact that of child abuse that happened earlier in the life, and it, and it really it really does tell uh, and an audio tale or audio storytelling as you said before um so thanks a lot and this is going to be the last one we're going to play is sentinel um and that is again by schematist uh if you go to schematist.bandcamp.com then you'll be able to see this and other music that i'm probably going to play on later shows because it's great uh so again thanks for coming on uh, thanks for having me again. It was such a pleasure. All right, and this is, like I said at the beginning, like uh, I wanted to make sure that people, if they didn't want to uh, listen to uh, this, then uh, they could have skipped this part. So this is the end of the show. Thanks a lot for, for everybody for listening, and uh, talk to you next week.
Curse. This is Valley Free Radio, Northampton, WXOGOP, 103.3 FM. <laughs> 